0: Recording in progress.
1: Good afternoon. Um thank you for waiting patiently. I'd now like to call to order the special meeting of the Berkeley City Council for Tuesday, October 10th, 2023 at 4 p.m. And if the city clerk can please call the roll. council
2: Councilmember Kessarwani. Here. Kaplan. Present. Bartlett. Here. Harrison. Here. On
3: present.
1: Wingraf. Present. present. Robinson. Present. Umbert. Present. And Mayor Aragin. Present. Okay. Okay. All members are present. Thank you very much. So this is a special city council meeting to, uh, hold a work session. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, potential proposals for the redesign of our city, our city council's legislative process. And uh, I just want to provide some introductory comments and then turn over to council member Han, who, um, is going to go through, uh, presenting the, um, sort of a proposed framework that we wanted council input on um and then um i'll give council harris an opportunity to also uh present on her her concepts as well um so um as the council knows we have been discussing um a uh redesign of our legislative system for several years now uh at our retreat in october 2019 we had a um I think a very um, excellent discussion around, uh, you know, potential changes to the, the process in which we introduce and, a, and review and approve uh, legislation um, at, at the city council level. Um, and there were several goals that we wanted to achieve. One, we wanted to make sure that there was alignment of our legislative process with the budget process, because um, while we may adopt laws or propose council referrals, if those 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 laws or programs are not funded, we don't and we don't have um, staff resources or funding allocated, then their implementation will, will not be effectuated. The implementation will be delayed. So in order to actually fully realize the the impact of the legislation we adopt, we wanted to align the um adoption of major items and legislation with our budget process to make sure we can consider the budget needs and make sure that we can set aside funding in our city budget for staff and for implementation. Um, Another another area was um, looking at um, uh, how can we ensure more thorough review of items um, to make sure that they um, have complete information and and are looking at um, fiscal impacts. Um, Another issue was um, uh, looking at, uh, you know what would be uh, an effective process for these for these items to be considered uh, uh to align with our budget process to align with the AAO um and uh sort of on top of that we've had a prioritization process what's the relationship between the prioritization process and this process so we had a lot of good discussion the city manager came forward after that um with a proposal that we discussed in 2021 um and the city manager uh, put that forward for to stimulate discussion. Uh, she said to the agenda committee that she has withdrawn that proposal, um, so that's not she's not presenting that for action at the present time by council. But that did spark a lot of really good ideas that have been brought forward in the last several years. All of which were included in the packet. We wanted to make sure all the proposals and ideas that council members, and have proposed around. How to, how to improve and streamline our legislative process. Those were included so that we can look at the comprehensive record. Um, and so uh, the Agenda and Rules Committee, which is tasked by the um, city council to not just uh, approve the draft agenda, but to also review and make recommendations on changes to our council rules, um, has been discussing for several years now um, the uh, changes to our legislative process. And um, out of that, Councilmember Han has been working with, I think, the city clerk department, the city manager's office and others to uh, come up with a conceptual framework to present some ideas for council consideration so that we can um, gather input and come back with 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 a proposal so we can finally move this conversation forward. Um, The purpose of tonight's work session is not to take action, but to hear the whole council's input. Because the Agenda and Rules Committee, there are only three members that sit on that committee, we cannot go to you and ask for your ideas, unfortunately. So really, this is this we're the Agenda and Rules Committee putting this forward um, to hear the whole council's ideas, so we can take back that input and come forward with a recommendation in the coming months. So I really appreciate Councilor Hahn coming forward with a very, a very thoughtful framework, conceptual framework. The committee did not approve this. I just want to clarify, but we've wanted to send this forward to the whole council, so the whole council can provide its feedback, and we can take that into consideration as we're deliberating on it. Um, I appreciate Councilor Harrison's and Robinson and Taplin's input. There may be other ideas that we hear tonight. So, really, this is intended to be a discussion and an opportunity for council input, and our goal is to take all these good ideas and to come back with a process that works for our city council, works for our staff, works for our community, works for our commissions. Um, And so with the goal of trying to have a process that helps realize the impact of the legislation that we're adopting for the benefit of the people of Berkeley. Um, And I I think an important part of that is our boards and commissions and the role the boards and commissions play also. In reviewing a major legislation. So, with that introduction in mind, um, with the understanding of this is not, we're not taking action tonight, but really intended for discussion, I want to turn it over to Councilor Hahn, who's going to present on the um, th- sort of the proposed uh, framework uh, that was presented at the Agenda and Rules Committee. And then Councilor Harrison thereafter.
3: Thank you so much, Mayor. And um, to a couple also preliminary remarks, and I'll ask the um, City Clerk, if they can go ahead and just put up the um, first page. Um, First of all, I just want to clarify that um, the agenda committee was, we were delegated the task of coming back to council with something. And as you all know from your own committees, you cannot work, two people on a committee cannot work together behind the scenes. And so um, I was designated as the person who would work on bringing something forward. And uh, I did, uh, I was able to work with the city manager and the city clerk's office, um, not not just to get their input, but because I needed buddies <laughs> to help develop this um, and had no opportunity to work with my colleagues. I also just want to be really clear. I am extremely proud of the work product that's being brought forward for um really as a thought uh, exercise here today, but this is not my proposal. Um, The packet has my proposal. My proposal is on page 43 of the packet. And if anyone wants to know what my proposal is, that is it. Um, I am happy to take credit for having listened to many different stakeholders and looked at many different proposals that are here in the record and to have worked to to put something together that hopefully reflects an amalgamation of many different ideas and that provides a conversation opportunity for the whole council, which is what was always intended. So I just, I do think there's been a little confusion and I wanted to clarify that while I am very proud to have done work on this, Um, This is not my proposal. My proposal is elsewhere in the packet. I also wanted to just bring your attention to this first page, process sketch for discussion. We named it that for a reason. It's actually not a proposal. It is a sketch of a potential process that is intended to spark conversation. It's not a proposal. So I wanted to make that clear as well. Um, given the variety of uh, work product that we had to go back and look at and to kind of digest and pull together, it's not possible for a single sketch to include absolutely all the ideas at once. And I think as a the reason why we as the agenda committee did not approve this, as a body is because we want your input. What we might finally bring forward may be very different from this, but you have to start somewhere with a conversation. And um, I I really wanna make sure that um, any mischaracterization of what's here is cleared up. All right, so let's go through this sketch and um the purpose today is for us to get all your ideas and input and um there's no decision point today i also want to say that as we were going through this it's actually very complex and there's a lot of moving pieces and there's a lot of places where you want to step into a more complicated corner and go down that little rabbit hole and the way it's organized is there's kind of an overview and then we actually did go a little ways down a few rabbit holes just to sort of suggest some of the considerations um, in each of those uh, special topics but it's our intent that with a an over with clarity with the overview we would then together develop and refine some of these
1: special topics. Can I just add one thing, Councillor Hahn, if I may? Um, I I forgot to mention that what we included in the packet was a matrix, which summarized all the different proposals that have been put forward in the last, uh, what, three, four years, including the most recent proposal that Councillor Hahn is about to present, and really kind of broke it down by sort of issue area major item definition process. So you can see across where each proposal landed and kind of the, the evolution of the of this that led to this proposal that Councilor Hahn is gonna present. And I wanna thank my staff, uh, Jacqueline McCormick and Lori McWhorter and Councilmember Member Wingraft's office who worked very quickly to put this together so that we had something to look at for comparative purposes. Back to you. Thank
3: you. I also wanna acknowledge and thank them because as you can see by looking at that matrix, it was very complicated, yes, and um, there were a lot of different ideas that had been floated over time. And uh, again, um, this sketch is just one of many potential paths forward. So let's go ahead and walk down the little sketched path, and hopefully that will trigger many many ideas and inputs. So first of all, uh, let's let's go to the. Um, Well, let me start here by saying this is about major items. So very quickly, you have to imagine that there's lots of items that are not included here, that are not being discussed. Um, What is a major item? Currently, we have a definition. So it's not a new, we call it a policy committee track item, but that was too much of a mouthful. So we're just going to call them major items, but it is the same definition that we have currently. This is not a new definition. This is the operative definition in our Council Rules of Procedure and Order. And I have not heard any concerns about this definition to date. It is the one we've been using for a couple of years. However, as with everything that we're looking at today, it's entirely possible for us to adjust the definition. So, that's not set in stone. It's just to explain where we got that terminology from, and we can go to the next slide. So, these big ideas—you can each bring your own big ideas to this. Uh, this was sort of the big ideas. Um, again, I wasn't able to work together with any other committee members, so. Um, The big idea for council mayor that came from myself, successfully develop and implement state of the art and innovative programs and policies to serve Berkeley and model best practices for other jurisdictions. Um, The city clerk's big idea was consistency and process for uh, major item development, budgeting and implementation. Obviously city attorney is interested in ensuring legal and drafting compliance. And the city manager's big idea was to help the organization deliver without overwhelm and help staff be successful in their work. And I think that um, even though those are come from one individual each, I think they actually really reflect what these different roles might have top of mind. Um, but obviously, you all may have your own renditions of this as well. Um, going to the next slide. So... Obviously, this is this is a big uh, potential change, but not at all necessary. Um, but the idea of a of yearly cycle really, ref- I would say, is built backwards from the idea that um, we want to get to a place where we don't have backlogs, where items that we pass and even that we fund don't get implemented for years, and where there's kind of a um, a, a tighter and logical progression from proposals to being vetted, to being eligible for funding, to receiving funding, to hopefully being implemented pretty much immediately after, so that the conversation about implementation begins essentially after the item is funded. So while it could entail a longer timeline before an item is passed and budgeted, it's intended to significantly reduce the amount of time that it takes from approval or budget to implementation. And there are other ways to achieve this, and people may wish to front load the weight or back load the weight or distribute it differently, but I did want to explain why the idea of um, a yearly cycle uh, seemed like something we might want to put forward? Uh, so, if if there was a yearly cycle, and again, all of these dates could be changed, but looking at it with the city manager and the city clerk, um, and and trying to understand sort of the deadlines by which the budget committee needs things, and and other um, considerations. We came to the idea that um, July through September, Council would be finalizing items. Now, just to be clear, they could develop and submit them at any time during the year. But there would be four months where, three months where you could really focus on that. Um, during that time, the city manager would be focused on starting to implement items from the previous year that had just been funded. October to March would be committee season um recognizing that there's probably a pretty big gap in December and um, that there might be quite a few items and that committees would be doing robust review and would need to hear items more than once and then April through June would be the time when council would uh, review and approve items and the budget would fund those items that um, council deemed uh, ready to fund that year so it's built back from that June 30 budget adoption the next slide Uh, So some of the benefits were written here. Obviously, there's downsides as well. Every choice we make, including the choice we have right now, has some upsides and some downsides. Um, But in introducing a new idea, we thought we would share what some of the benefits might be, Um, a yearly opportunity. Uh, The four subject matter committees would have more of a season Although they absolutely could meet at any time, Um, staff would have a period of time when they could focus in a much more robust way than they do now on implementation. And um, council members during that time uh, would also have sort of more free time, quote unquote, without committee meetings to finalize items that they wanted to submit by the deadline. And again, the idea being to reduce the gap between approval and implementation. Um, and just to be clear, we don't really have uh, explicit deadlines for items, but because we have a budget cycle, there is a deadline. There is a date after which an item can no longer be considered for that budget cycle. The, exactly. So, um we don't have the we don't have those deadlines delineated very clearly right now, and I think that that can be a problem because people don't really know how much time they have to submit an item that might have to go to council, and they don't know if they're going to miss being uh, considered for one or another budget cycle. But by clarifying that, um, there, it would be very fair, and everyone would be on notice this is the date by which your items have to be in in order to be considered for this cycle. There's obviously downsides as well, um, trade-offs, and um, I think uh, it's it's something for everyone here to consider. So let's go to the next. Okay, so um, major item development and submission. Again, you'd have all year to submit. It's not that you would only be able to submit during a a three month period, but that you would have um, less other responsibilities during that time um, and you could focus more. So first, the major item guidelines would become mandatory. Right now they are recommended and I think a lot of people don't even realize they're recommended. And uh, the agenda committee has, has not necessarily been consistent in applying that. But first idea would be major item guidelines. Why? Because they require robust research and consultation. And that would mean that items came to us as a council more fully formed. Then the September 30 submission deadline. But items can be submitted prior, and they could be reviewed by the Agenda and Rules Committee just for the question of do they comply with the guidelines. Um, Timeline allows for council members to work all year with concentrated opportunity July through September. And also staff input at the pre-submission level and input from the city attorney would be more formalized. Uh, rather than sort of catch as catch can, and sometimes a department head says they have time to work with you, and sometimes they don't, um, it would be more explicit the level of input and consultation available to council members as they're developing their items. We can go to the next slide. Thank you. So in October, again, maybe October, it's all um, up, up to um, your comment uh we would have the agenda committee would would review all major items that came in towards the deadline for compliance with the guidelines compliant major items would go to committees if an item was found non-compliant there would be an opportunity for the author to resubmit and still catch that cycle next slide Um, October through March, the policy committees would organize themselves. Um, Mid-October, they would plan their session. Maybe there are several items on a similar topic and it makes more sense to hear them together. Maybe there are items that um, they feel are going to require very significant outreach and they want to schedule them in that way. And this, of course, is how it's done In committees, um, committee systems that have an annual cycle uh, at the state level and in other cities. And it's not uncommon that there is a a time when the committee essentially plans out their hearings. Um, The major items would be reviewed on a rolling basis, um, and all the items would be out of the policy committee by March 30. Now, this bullet point with committees may also prioritize or score items they review. The reason that's in brackets is because that is really a big question mark. Um, so maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, but that is um, in brackets because it's it's really a question a question mark here. Next slide. Um, so in April. Uh, All major items would have been voted on. They're not all voted on in April, but they would all be voted on by April 30. Um, May might require um, us, it might require a special meeting in April if there were a whole lot of them. The city attorney would sign off on the drafting and legal conformity of the ordinances, resolutions, and formal policies, and approved items would go to the budget committee. And then next slide. And then um, possibly, again, possibly major items, and just to be clear, that's not the same as all item prioritization, but possibly there would be a process of um, taking all those major items from that cycle and having a prioritization of them and um, sending that in by the middle of May. And that would be going to the budget committee but not be binding it would be a non-binding prioritization and next slide so then the budget committee would would have all these Um, the prioritizations again in brackets and committee with a question mark would go to the budget committee as guides but not be binding but but the budget committee would already have an idea of what um what the council thought uh, were the prioritizations. The budget committee would then do its normal recommendations to the full council. The budget would get passed. Major items that were funded would move forward to implementation. And that means immediate implementation. And that is one of the big changes that um, this kind of a setup hopefully would allow. Um, as we all know right now, the, um, Major items that get passed and funded go into a big, big bucket and oftentimes are not brought brought forward to fruition for for many years, sometimes 10 years. Um, We have seen things like that. And then items that were passed by council but not funded would get an automatic rollover to be considered at future funding opportunities. And just to be clear, that isn't the next year. That's not 12 months later. It would be at future funding opportunities throughout the year. Uh, Going to the next slide. So this is really, I think, really the domain of the city manager. um, and, And this slide reflects, I think, and city manager, please step in if I don't present this correctly, but this reflects her thinking, Um, and I think we all know that she has been very focused on implementation. She wants the work that we do to to be successful, and um, it is her dream that we are able to clear our backlogs and that we actually start implementing right away, and that these programs and policies see the light of day soon after they're approved and funded so the idea would be that the city manager would assign a single implementation lead um, that the lead and city manager would assemble their team and that team might be a couple of different department heads um, that they might meet they might meet with the authors to clarify any intentions or just sketch timelines or discuss opportunities ideas or challenges And let me just be clear, those are around implementation, not challenges with the legislation itself. But um, when you sit down to actually do an implementation plan, it's very different from kind of the high-level thinking about implementation that obviously has to happen before the item is approved. Um, The implementation team would prepare two separate things. One is a launch plan and one is an operating plan. And that is the city manager really recognizing that launching something and running it are two different things. (laughs) Building a structure and keeping it functioning over time are different things. Putting in a garden and keeping your garden going over time are two different things. And so both of those would be developed. And then as soon as possible, the program or policy would be launched and implemented. So let's go to the next slide. So that is, that was it for the overview of what a whole cycle might look like. Now we're going into what I call special topics. These are some of those things that we came upon as we were thinking these things through that would be questions that we probably would want to make sure we had covered. And by the way, our special topics are not definitive. There are many more but um, we chose to just give you a little bit of a nibble um, and and have you understand that we didn't not think about these things. So the first obviously important thing is what do you do if there's a time critical major item? If we're stuck in a cycle, what do we do if something, if there's, a, if there's an urgent need? And what comes to mind for me is um, uh, after George Floyd was murdered. Uh, There was a very, very intense desire on the part of the community and our council to be able to be responsive very quickly with pretty comprehensive ideas that were put forward. Uh, I don't think any of us would want something like that to have to sit and wait um, for several months to be sent to a committee or to be considered. So the override for time critical items is a critical component of this. Uh, We already have some terms for override in our council rules of procedure and order. An item that would otherwise be assigned to a policy committee may bypass um, if it's deemed time critical. um, And the agenda and rules committee determines whether it's time critical. Now, like everything, we could expand this. We could rewrite it. We could make it have more specificity. But the idea that we would have a a safety valve for time-critical items is very important. And I think becomes more important if we're going to have a process that is a yearly process. Uh, Another idea um, that I think is important for us to consider is that if the agenda committee gets to make these decisions, we may actually want to have an override that takes that determination to the full council. So let's say a council member brings something forward, they think it's time critical, the agenda and rules committee doesn't agree, they could then bring that decision to the full council and the full council would be able to weigh in on whether that item was time critical. Alrighty, next topic. So moving to another sort of special topic, Uh, The details of pre-submission, the guideline format would be mandatory. Another suggestion is that at this stage, there would only be authors and no co-sponsors, and that that would help with Brown Act issues as things move through committee. Um, That a pre-submission consultation with the city manager would be available, uh, Explicitly available so that people don't feel like they're kind of bugging somebody by reaching out um, and asking for help or advice on on something that they are thinking of developing and then a required pre submission consultation with the city attorney so that her office has the opportunity to identify potential legal legal and drafting considerations very early in the process. Um, I think it's probably a good idea for the city attorney to be the one to decide if there's issues, and this would provide um, not just the opportunity, but a requirement to run things by the city attorney's office. The last bullet point here is actually very important. How do we fold in commissions? This is something big that um, the agenda and rules committee members felt very strongly about. I have to say that just trying to harness a sketch uh, for the council process was was a lot. Um, but we are very clear that whatever process we stick with or move towards, we have to have be more explicit about how our commissions are consulted and how we get their important advice and um, review and how that gets woven in. And so we we thought there might be an important role for that in the pre-submission phase so that let's say you start developing something early in that cycle, it's possible that it could go to a commission before you even submit it. Um, There might be other ways and other times in the process, but I really wanted to highlight that as we go through this, the Agenda and Rules Committee was very concerned that the commissions not be sidelined, and on the contrary, that we find explicit ways for their contributions and their thoughts and opinions to to be integral to the process of moving legislation forward. Okay, next slide. So strengthening the committee review. Lots of ideas for how to do that, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. But um, some of the ideas um, obviously would be that for every item, there is a whole series of questions, a checklist, if you want to call it, um, but a series of inquiries that, that the committee is required to make so that every item of legislation in committee um, and across committees is getting the same scrutiny and the same opportunity for input. One idea is relevance to strategic priorities, um, added value of the program or policy, um, benefits and costs of the program or policy to the community and to the city, potential alternative means to achieve the same or similar goals that might be more fruitful or more quick or less expensive Um, phasing and timelines for implementation staffing and resources needed how the program or policy will be evaluated how it'll be enforced and then again in brackets are you know things with a real question mark would um, the committee do some kind of rating or ranking yes or no possibly Um, Should we increase the options around the positive and negative recommendations? I think you're all familiar. We have only four options. When we send something to the city council, um, maybe there's some room to change or um, refine things there. Other with a question mark. This question of strengthening committees, regardless of what our overall program is, is a special topic that we are going to have to address as a council going to the next slide. Um, Continuing on the strengthening committees. um, uh, Idea. um, We would also need to consider how are we going to get the inputs we need from the public, from staff, from the city attorney, um, The committees would need to do active outreach with staff support. So actually identify stakeholders that would either be impacted or would need to take action on one or another priority and and do active outreach, not just hope that they might happen upon an agenda somewhere. Um, Multiple hearings to allow for robust community staff and city attorney inputs and discussion um enhance and empower the city attorney and staff participation so that they could give meaningful verbal input without the requirement for a formal report and i know that both the city attorney's office and the city manager are very hesitant to give us and have their staff give us um sort of preliminary advice that does not reflect full and deep consideration and i think this would be something for the city attorney's office and the city manager's office to think about what kind of input their staff could provide that they would feel comfortable with that would be substantial and move things along um the committee schedule uh, having a schedule ahead of time could help the city attorney and the city manager send the right people to each meeting, knowing ahead of time what items are going to be considered at different times, I think, could allow us to have um, the right people there and and more robust input from our important partners. Uh, And then, um, again, consider how to obtain and integrate input from commissions. Um, Again, we did not go deep there, but we identified it as something critically important. Next slide. So uh, another n- another special topic, prioritization. And we, we talked about this a lot. But um, in discussing this uh, with the city manager, I think we came to understand that there's kind of two issues. One is that we, while reduced, we still have a backlog now. We have a big backlog, and so we need to figure out sort of an end game for how we're gonna deal with those backlog items. And the end game might be that we um, sort of figure out what to do. The second topic around prioritization is assuming the dream of a system that has no backlogs, we still would have to be doing some prioritization. So uh, looking at the backlog queue, one idea was a one-time process for major items that are currently in the queue that all pending but not initiated items potentially would go back to the policy committees for like for a re-review. And the policy committees would look at them and consider merging items or updating referrals in case they're stale or other initiatives have come forward that maybe make them... Um, Uh, make it worth uh, changing them a little bit. Reapproval of items as is recommendations to sunset or remove items that have been superseded, maybe by state law, maybe by something else the city has done recommend disposition of all the items potentially ranked by lead department, and then bring all those recommendations from each committee to the council um, for us to decide what do we want to consolidate, what do we want to remove, what do we want to restate, and what do we want to resupport, we might need some criteria, we might need some kind of RRV. The point here is we would have to deal with a backlog in order to get to that beautiful day where every year the items that were approved and funded could be implemented or that the implementation could begin right away. So next special topic is the prioritization on an ongoing basis of a yearly queue with the dream of the backlog um, having been cleared. Uh, first of all, it is hoped that the enhanced committee process would result in fewer or more backlogs and that items would be implemented in a reasonable time frame. And therefore, prioritization would become less of a big issue. Obviously, when you have 150 items, you have to prioritize. If you have 10 or 15, it's it's much less of a challenge. But in a rationalized system, one, you would have more fully conceived embedded items. Maybe you would have committee scoring and or ranking and then council ranking. And it's suggested that that would be either by lead department or overall, I think we've all seen a situation where we rank everything together and it turns out the first 15 items are for public works or the or planning. And then um, other departments, um, their items are sprinkled in the queue. And so we may wanna look at ranking by department rather than um, just doing the universal ranking. And again, these are all ideas. It's big. There was a lot for us to cover. All right, next special topic. Um, We would need some kind of process and criteria for funding at our mid-year budget update opportunities. And here you see in blue, these are very high-level suggestions. We really felt that this would be a topic that would have to go to budget and finance. One idea was that only time-critical and rollover items previously approved but unfunded would be considered um, not just for council items, but also for city manager items. Another would be that um, not all the extra funds would get allocated and more funds would be available for the annual budget process for council initiatives that go through the yearly process. Um, and um, possibly that AAO one and two are for one time or sensitive needs except in special circumstances, but really, um, we felt that this should go to budget and finance to think about, um, should we adopt something like um, a yearly process? But with any process, these things would need to be clarified. All right, the next special topic, Um, implementation, Um, we already saw what that looks like. Um, but I think the city manager really would want to work um, on on filling out with more detail what the implementation process would look like. And I know she's very committed to um, having a lead so that everybody knows who is responsible for making something happen, um, but also having a team and also making sure that um, there's clarity about um, intentions, and um, oftentimes an author will have thought about implementation and have some good ideas, will have consulted with stakeholders and the community and may have some additional um, helpful ideas, but ultimately it's up to the city manager to determine implementation. That consultation is obviously a courtesy, which I think she is very generously um, interested in, in extending. And I can't remember, do we have one more special topic? No, we don't. That's it. So thank you very much.
1: Yeah, and on the last piece on implementation, that has been, I think, how we have done implementation of major new laws is after we, well, while we're developing it and uh, we um, get input on um, on. Operational impacts, implementation. Then we refer to the city manager, develop an implementation plan. We resource that, and then implementation. Um, so that I think is kind of operationalizing the kind of ad hoc practice that we've that we've implemented. I want to turn over to Councilor Harrison. Well,
4: first of all, I want to thank Councilmember Hahn for all of her hard work. It is not easy to tackle such a broad topic. Someone has to start. And if you don't start, you never get anywhere. So thank you very much for that. I really commend you for leading this effort since we first discussed it in 2021. And I also appreciate the city manager's contributions and for deferring to the council for the ultimate shape any changes take. I think I've heard her say a couple times, this is not her proposal. So I just want to make that that statement. I'm not on the agenda committee, and as you noted, so I wasn't able to work with, with you, but I did work with Councilmembers Robinson and Taplin. Thank you to both, and I think um, Councilmember um, uh, Bartlett is also interested in the proposal I'm about to discuss, um, to update and build on this. I had submitted a somewhat of an alternative. This is not an alternative to Councilmember Hans. It was an alternative to then-Councilmember Droste's proposal in 2021, which was much more um, constraining of us, so I had submitted an alternative there, um, but now I've updated that to respond to councilmember Hahn and it's meant to be taken under consideration here by the public, by the full council and the agenda committee. Um, there's some really, really positive aspects of councilmember Hahn's proposal that I want to highlight first, and I I definitely think we should move ahead with these council items should be required to follow the guidelines already promulgated rather than using them as recommendations um i know at my committee and at the budget committee we get things in very different formats (laughs) and it doesn't mean it means that we don't have fair criteria against which things are being evaluated so i think we do need to just adopt these as being mandatory Um, i like the idea of a formal process for city staff to provide high level conceptual input to authors before they submit proposals Frankly, I thought everybody did that. I always do that. I probably never submit anything without first talking to the departments and the city attorney's office. So I think this is just good practice, and we're probably all doing it, but writing it down is not a bad thing. Um, I like the process for addressing or reprioritizing the backlog of unfunded items, except I don't think it should go to the policy committees, and I'll say more about that in a minute and i like the enhanced checklist for the policy committees because i think we need that we're often struggling as chair of one of them excluding again the proposal that we rate items i don't want to rank items i'm in a three-person committee we all bring things forward i don't want to be saying i want to rank mine ahead of councilmember taplins i think that would be very awkward and it's really the job of the full council to do the ranking um and i do like the idea of somehow getting better input from commissions But I don't want to do it before an item goes to the council. I think we don't work for the commissions. So that really struck me as a little odd. So there are times when I've written legislation and asked them to hold hearings, which is something I think we could all consider doing if it's really complicated. And we think we benefit from a lot more hearings than we're able to have. But I don't want it to be mandatory anyway. Um, and. I guess my major concern about the proposals, I'm a really strong supporter of the policy committee system that Councilmember Hahn actually proposed, and I don't believe that our essential process is really fundamentally flawed on major items. I think we're actually doing a really good job on that, and I'm going to describe in a minute why this process means that everything will go through a very lengthy process and might delay us being able to get things, get things done. I think the main things we're not doing as good a job on are referrals. And budget requests. And what I see embedded in budget requests being on the Budget Committee is a lot of policy questions that nobody has answered yet. And that really concerns me if we can't really discuss the money till we know how it's going to work. And so I'm hoping that your intention was to include in this group of items, ordinances that we write now, referrals, and budget requests over a certain dollar amount, and I'm going to make a proposal about how to do that. I don't want to see budget referrals just go through. I think that's not good either when they entail a lot of a lot of budgetary, um, I mean, policy aspects. I'm going to give a counter example. Recently, Councilmember Kesarwani recommended putting more money in paving. That actually didn't need to go to a policy committee because it wasn't changing the paving plan in any way. It was just saying put more money in. It was strictly a budget thing. I'm not sure why we had it (laughs) at our committee. There are other times when we have things that have a lot of policy implications, but not very much money, and they're going straight to budget. And we're left at budget saying, well, how are we gonna do this? And I think that's the wrong place to be asking those questions. I think that should all get worked out in advance. So um, some of my concerns about, about the proposal that we have that I really am grateful for is that I think it significantly limits access to the legislative process by extending timelines. Right now, major items could be subject to nearly 300 days. Um, This compares to the current 120 days in committee. And that happens because of the September deadline. If you turn something in in October, that's not time critical, but nonetheless important to the community, it will sit there till next year and then it'll sit there until the June budget process, the way I read this right now. So we could be looking at 18 months and I don't think we need to build in all of these extra this extra time. So I'm going to suggest some ways to not do that. Um, it also doesn't align um, timely legislative items with the fall budget process. This has been a huge confusion and we I've heard this in two different directions from the city manager. One, that she would like us to get all of our proposals in before the June budget, but two, also that she'd like us to not submit anything except for the AAO, because that's when we know more about revenues. So we need a definitive answer from her about the best process, but I do not want to assume the June budget process. I personally think we can have two cycles, one of which heads to June and one of which heads to AAO 1. And I think I want to, I'm recommending we do that. That will get things through more quickly. Um, I really don't want policy committees to prioritize, as I've already discussed. Um, And I think that is really a council job. Um, Also, there's somewhere in here an implication that policy committees are a time commitment burden on staff and the council. I think it's the opposite. Personally, for me, the stuff that we get at council is so much better because of your system, Councilmember Hahn, of setting up these committees and the review that it goes through, that I think the staff burden is less. And certainly the burden on the public for having confusing proposals is less. Things are better because they've gone through these committees. Um, so I really don't think we should be limiting the committees to operating six months of the year. We often cancel when we don't have something to do. I think it's okay to keep them operating during the entire time the council is meeting and take things up as they come along. So I'm gonna propose that. Um, And then finally, I don't like the implementation team at the end after the item's gone out of the committee, including the council member. It feels like, because it indicates here, they would be establishing clarity of intentions, timelines, opportunities, ideas, and challenges that should all happen to the committee process. If we haven't figured out timelines and opportunities, then I don't think I'm comfortable with one council member being in charge of that. Even when it's mine, I don't think I like that, you know, that I'm like now I'm meeting with D to really figure out how we're going to do it. That should have all been talked about up front in a committee process. So, um, so I have a, I have a flow chart that tries to show where the differences are building on Councilmember hans excellent work so give me one second i am always terrible at this i just don't know how to share screen hold on a minute please i'm gonna get there you'll laugh at me because i'm not good at this okay i think oh i just found yeah. it thank you mr mayor i so appreciate that um here's my here's my flow chart which tries to um show where there are differences between the two proposals so um I'm proposing that we still submit items throughout the year. And I think you said you were intending for the council to do that. A big distinction for me is another thing that doesn't go through this rigorous analysis that you're calling for are city manager items. And I would like those to all go through the committee process. That's how they do it in Oakland and San Francisco. My staff spent a lot of time looking at those rules. If it's a significant thing, it should be using the same process that we use for our things. We are the body, we approve the budget, and we approve the items. So I want major items from the city manager to also go to these committees, and I want to do it all year. Um, I also want um, some objective criteria for determining from the agenda committee the what's major. I think right now the language needs to be tightened up, but it's a good start. I just think we need to say more like budget items more than X dollars or Budget items were the next dollars that cause a lot of operational differences or something, but we need some criteria in there. Um, And I would have the policy committees continue to meet during the entire period. And again, keep things for 120 days maximum in the policy committee hopper, although I think the mayor was thinking at some point we want to extend that time. I think it would start with the 120 and then just see if we need to extend, we always get accommodations from our colleagues on that. Um, And then issuing the policy recommendations against the enhanced review checklist, which I think is really critical. It goes back to the agenda committee, then it goes to the council meeting, then it goes to one or the other of the budget processes, depending what time of year you're in through the budget committee. And then it's adopted as part of the budget. Um, A couple of other comments I wanted to make. I'm not certain that I think all budget proposals should automatically roll to the next period. The mayor has a unique and different role in our government. We do have a strong city manager form of government and we do have a collaborative council on which he sits. But the charter is really clear. The mayor presents a budget. If he doesn't like something or thinks it should never be budgeted, I want him to have that opportunity. I've actually never seen you do that. But there could come a time when it could happen. And so I think that taking that away from you is not a good thing. I don't think everything should roll. I think we can have a working expectation things will roll over, but I don't want everything to roll because you might have something that isn't you think is not a great idea. Or the city manager might say that's really never going to work budgetarily so please don't do that and we would want to just move on with it um i also feel we have to um very clearly establish these uh, criteria for these for what's a significant item and again it should apply to everything from the city manager and from us and ordinances referrals and budget requests most of the problems i've seen in my committee are not ordinances we already have a good process on ordinances. The problem are referrals. And I I would be panicked if I were UD and I woke up every morning and saw that long list to be like, oh my God, I just can't get through it. So we do need, and I should have said this in the really positive aspect part, we need a really active process for getting rid of referrals. And I'm gonna say on my own behalf, I'm the only one in the last three cycles that has identified other people's referrals to get rid of. Um, Other than my own or my predecessors. And you know what? We've seen the enemy and it is us. We keep pushing stuff forward. We don't want to say no to each other. Our problem is us. And I think we just have to be braver and say, you know what? I don't want to prioritize this at all. I don't care if it comes in 43. I really don't think we should be doing this thing or 43 fits with 22 because now I'm D and I've got 43 items, and I know I'm never really gonna do 43. Okay? You know it's never gonna happen, but it's still there somebody's still going to call you and say, what the heck ever happened to that thing with the refrigerators for the homeless, which I noticed was still on the list last year. So, you know, we should just kill it. If we don't like it, let's get rid of it. Let's be brave here, people. Let's do our job. So D can do her job. I think that's kind of one of my basic premises here. So um, I really want us to be a lot more systematic about that referral list. Um, and I think, with those changes, I think that I like this general flow. Um, again, a few things I don't want policy committees doing, a couple things I want better defined, and I don't want this long timeline. I think it's it's way too long. We can do more work than this. We've been doing more work than this, and I think we can keep it up with some better standards and forms. So thank you, Councilmember Hahn.
1: Okay, thank you very much. We'll go to Councilor Humbert yes thank you mr mayor those two
5: um, presentations are hard acts to follow um certainly um, i want to say how much i appreciate all of the work that agenda and rules committee did to review and summarize all the various proposals currently on the table and to especially thank the mayor councilmember Wengraf, and their staff for the work they did to create the matrix it was a lot of material the matrix for me was really helpful in being able to do a more apples to apples comparison uh, you know, between the proposals that have come down over a significant period of history and how they would potentially impact various components of the this legislative process. I also want to deeply thank Council Member Hahn for her work in presenting uh, a more structured process that, if implemented, would certainly help ensure that the details of policies and proposals are drilled into well before they reach Council stage. I also want to thank Council Member Harrison, along with Council Members Taplin and Robinson for their work to put forward an alternative legislative cycle approach. I appreciate having different options to consider, and I think this alternative has some additional positive characteristics, including simplicity that merit strong consideration. Overall though, I have to um, agree, although I agree that proposals sometimes need more work before coming to Council. Based on my limited experience uh, on council, I don't necessarily feel that a lack of completeness is the biggest problem we face in terms of council's approach to major items. I think that our existing committee approach and our extremely capable staff already do a pretty good job of ensuring that items either get to council or come out of council in decent shape. And there's also the fact that council is a policy setting body with implementation and operations being the province of staff. I don't know that council and and council committees getting even more into the weeds on minute details is necessarily going to help staff do their jobs. and might even have the opposite effect if the policies and programs we pass have less flexibility. This brings me to what I do think is the fundamental problem with our approach to legislating. We simply do too much of it. I think the city manager um, has been just about as clear as she can be in telling us that we need to slow our generation of referrals when it comes to the major policies and programs coming off of this dais. And, and I, I just don't feel that a legislative season approach really tackles that fundamental issue. That's why I lean strongly toward using my predecessor, former Councilmember Drosti's B ripe right proposal as a starting point and working out from there. In general, I'd be very reluctant to support a legislative overhaul that did not place some limits on council items, or at least time our re-weighted range voting prioritization exercise to take place before staff and committees really dive into the details of proposals that could clear out some of the items uh, efficiently. Um, this legislative season approach seems poised to greatly increase the research, public outreach, and analysis burdens associated with any given item, both for council staff and potentially other city staff. Without some limits on council items, this proposal seems likely to increase um, uh, the complexity and workload associated with items coming from council. And additionally, because all major items would be held to the same timeline or same timelines, these increased needs for review hearings and analysis seem liable to exacerbate crunch times during the year and probably possibly even create new ones. I think that the Harrison-Taplin-Robinson proposal is better. It would promote a much simpler process that would reduce staff effort, and it also avoids giving committees what I think would be an appropriate veto power over Council referrals. Again, though, that said, I I still think that this alternative also gives short shrift to the fundamental issue, which is the sheer volume of complex and work-intensive policies and programs coming out of the Council. To me, this remains the number one issue to address, and this feels consistent with what we've heard from the city manager. Um, I'm not going to suggest a moratorium on new major non-urgent, non-emergency items would be in order. I'm sure I wouldn't find support for that, and maybe it doesn't make sense. But just a cap of some sort, and perhaps only a temporary numerical cap, is what I think we should aim for. Um I don't feel I can support any proposal that doesn't set some firm limit on major council items but I do want to thank everybody for all the really complicated and hard work that they put in on this um you know I've spent a lot of time looking at these proposals and um and thank you so much
1: Okay um let's see Councillor Hahn wants to make a clarifying comment and then are there any other city council members that have any comments at this time? We also need to take public comments as well.
3: Yeah, thank you. Um, Councilmember Harrison, I just wanted to better understand. I, I completely agree with you that like city manager items would also benefit from the same review. But I'm trying to understand where that comes up because most of what they bring to us are referral responses. And I was trying to remember a time when the, the city manager sort of brought us something new that hadn't been referred by the city council. And the only thing I could think of was the Ike kiosks, which certainly I think could have used more review. But um I, I'm really trying to, is it that when the referral response comes back, that response should then be vetted by a small by a committee? If you could just clarify what you mean by that.
4: Um, yes, because many of our past referrals were so vague that we re- and we have completely different people on council that I would hope that they would come back to us. If we start doing a better job of our referrals, this won't be as big an issue. But I think sometimes she's sort of stabbing in the dark to figure out how to respond to something. And it may not be like on point with what we were thinking. So I I think, you know, I don't I can't think of an exact example right now. I think it has to do with um, there have been examples about homeless policy where she's trying to do something really reasonable. But many things have changed in the legal landscape that have changed what we might be able to do or not do. So, for example, um, we had certain policies about sleeping in cars and then that changed, as you recall. Then that came back. I think if that's going to be something that has a lot of implications, it should go to a committee.
3: So not even necessarily something written, just a change in policy or something?
4: Well, I think she was coming back with a change in the written policy based on a change in the law. I see. So I think at that point, depending on how complex it is, and that's how many criteria, it would go to a committee. Many things aren't that complex. So, okay. but I still think there are items that, that do clear yeah. that. I was just trying
3: to understand like yeah. exactly what you were referring to, because we're just, take, we're just taking notes and we'll take it back to the agenda and rules committee. But um, I wondered, I think the city manager might have had, Mayor, if, if I may, I thought it looked like the city manager might have a comment on that.
6: I just wanted to um, to echo your concerns, Council Member Hahn, that we we rarely, if ever, bring forward our own major. I don't bring forward policy. I'm re- responding to this body's policy. But if that's the route that um, is being recommended, that we bring that back to a policy committee um, before um, bringing it to the full council for adoption, we're open to that as well.
3: Okay. Any anything else, Councilmember Harrison? Just for us to fully understand your example. vision on this.
4: Yeah, um, I think the, the response to ALPRs is a really good example. We had a referral long time ago. We have so much complication in the parking ALPRs, the moving violation of ALPRs, the other cameras. And that did finally go to public safety, but it didn't go there first. It went to budget first. And that was odd. Mm-hmm. So it, it really needs, that needed that public safety committee review. And you guys did a great job on it. But that was a big deal. That wasn't a small thing. So it's things like that. I don't think this is gonna come up every day. It's, but you know, we are dealing, you're dealing a lot Madam City Manager and Madam City Attorney with very complicated items. And I think sometimes they benefit from that forum. I should also say the committees are better for having public input. And one reason I love them is I think we have reduced the amount of confusion at the council about what things are. So that's, it's been very helpful.
3: Okay. Thank you. I think that was very helpful for us to better understand the vision on that.
2: Council Member Robinson. Sure. Good afternoon. I'll take this opportunity to jump in. Uh, And first, thank you uh, to the agenda committee who have been engaging with this discussion at at an incredibly deep level for months. Yeah, the rest of us have been stuck outside with our faces pushed against the window, eavesdropping, but unable to participate. Uh, and Councilmember Hahn, it is so much easier for the rest of us to poke at proposals and identify things that we're critical of than it is to actually assemble something to put forward for consideration. So thank you for doing that heavy lifting. My feedback is largely reflected in the series of notes uh, that I workshop with Councilmember Harrison. I'm really glad the committee will be able to weigh that moving forward and consider all paths available to us. It really, I think what Councilmember Harrison, Tapla and I turned in, it's, it's not really a proposal. It's a, a string of ideas and priorities, really, for the proposal that I think will be shaped by the agenda committee. Uh, so I'll focus my comments right now on just the tiny handful of other thoughts that have come up to me in my time sitting here. Uh, one, which I think Councilmember Humbert alluded to, but we haven't talked to super directly, which is the idea of quantitative limits on the number of pieces of major legislation that council members could introduce. Uh, this has been floated before, and it's, you know, it's something that I think, candidly, initially, I had you know, a, a bit more hostile of a re- reaction to. I, you know, I think it felt a little undemocratic, if you will. Uh, you know, we're representatives of our districts, and I think, should be able to introduce the volume of legislation that our, our residents empower us to. But that said, we we have a real issue here. And I think, if I'm a little honest with myself, I think there's probably numbers out there. Maybe it's five, you know, a, a number of major items that one council member could introduce that is realistically probably higher than the number of major items I or someone was going to introduce anyway, but I think could have a really interesting sort of selective effect in our decision-making process, You know, to exercise just a little bit more hesitation, to vet an idea just a little bit more because you know there's an opportunity cost to introducing it. That level of analysis, that level of patience, really that level of hesitation I think is valuable. Uh, and Councilmember Harrison, as you said, if the problem is us, it's really hard to define rules that will shape that. But I think that I think there's some promise there. Yeah, I think there are limits that we could put in place that really don't meaningfully curtail the extent to which we can be creative, we can be innovative, we can put things on the table, uh, but will force us to ask ourselves at least one additional time before we throw something in the hopper if it's really the hill that we wanna die on. So I'm ruminating on that, uh, open to possibilities there. Um, A lot of other things that I really like that are in the mix uh, across proposals, I think requiring that the item guidelines we have um, be in place uh, would be valuable. I'm certainly not always the best at following them. Uh, I think explicit clarity about item deadlines for uh, budgeting slash implementation will be really valuable. Uh, and I think it'll be good. Yeah, you know, really we're doing this this cycle, but I think it's a good practice to make permanent to be really clear about what the role of budget referrals for AAO one and two should be uh, as one time or, or sensitive needs. That I think would be really positive. Uh and I, I cobbled together a little list here of things that I yeah, I wouldn't even say I'm I'm opposed to, but they're things I, I worry a little about. Um in contemplating sort of the idea of a of a session you know obviously that works at a lot of other levels of governments you know i think i find myself being anxious that the surges of certain types of workload at certain times uh, might be untenable uh, you know i think of the work that our committees are doing right now uh sometimes they they ebb and flow sometimes they have swells sometimes we have a little backlog that it takes us a couple months to clear and sometimes i go four months without calling a land use meeting because somehow nobody has turned something in during that time um but to be doing all of that at once um to have packed agendas for that committee you know we we have a hard time getting to two agenda items at the committee level you know, i think at our tuesday evening council meetings there's often a lot on the agenda and we have an incentive to be to be brisk and to make sure we get to whatever else we have i think the beautiful thing about the policy committee space is that we can run in circles and ask all sorts of technical, small questions to really vet something and spend three hours with one item workshopping it. Uh, And so I I think I have logistical worries about what it would look like for us to be packing that stage of the policy vetting process for the whole cycle into maybe it's a few months. Um, I share and want to resonate with some of the comments made about uh, a role for committees prioritizing or scoring items. I think it's very valuable that that's uh, come from the full council um, and also want us to steer away from being limited to only having authors, uh, not co-sponsors at the pre-submission stage. Um, I float around a lot of ideas with uh, with colleagues and I think having the opportunity to brainstorm and you know, vet something uh, with other council members before I'm bringing it forward is, is valuable and often it results in me not introducing things because maybe there was a better way to go about it or, or something I didn't know or think about. So that's valuable and I, I wouldn't wanna make that harder to do. Um, but in summation, thank you to everyone who has been putting ideas on the table and I do not envy the agenda committee for needing to cobble it all together and figure out a path forward. Thank
1: you. Uh, Council member Wengraf. Yeah,
7: thank you very much. Um, First, I want to thank Councilman Bahan um, for doing all of the hard work and um, <clears throat> taking taking the taking on the burden of of uh, formulating this with the clerk and the city manager and presenting it to us. Um, I think it was a huge task, and I'm very grateful to her for doing it. Um, and as she explained. Uh the mayor and I could not participate because of the Brown Act. So um, thank you very much, Councilmember Hahn. Um, I also want to thank Councilmember Harrison for putting forward an alternative. But these are not the only two things that are before us. We can both of these things I consider jumping off points for further discussion. And I would like to suggest that we take a step back. And think about what our goal is. It's been years. You know, we've had so many proposals. Um, what is the problem that we're trying to solve? And <clears throat> both both uh, proposals before us are, are pretty complex. And I'm not sure that that level of complexity is necessary. Um, I think it was council Member Humbert who brought up the idea of limiting the number of items. Um, originally, you know, the, I remember the city manager coming to us and basically begging us to stop doing major items because staff was so overwhelmed. And, um, I think there is still a backlog. I don't know what the backlog is, but uh, maybe 90 items or something like that. Um, you know, given given the staffing situation um maybe what we decide to do would will be temporary maybe we can link it to staffing um but i think there is an urgency in us doing something right now to alleviate um the the problem that staff is facing which is that they just can't deal with everything that we're giving them so i'd like to i'd like to uh, at our next when we when we discuss this again, I I'm, I don't think we're going to be able to make a decision tonight. Are we? Are you
1: we're not making a decision tonight?
7: Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'd like to revisit the goal uh, and and revisit the problem that we're trying to solve, because I certainly don't want to replace a new Bunch of bureaucratic and very complicated procedures with what we have now. I'm not sure that that is going to fix anything. Um, so that's my suggestion for tonight. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Vice Mayor Bartlett. Thank you, Mr.
8: Mayor. Uh, I too want to thank uh, Councillor Hahn for your, your diligent work. Really. Uh, Deep, deep work here. <laughs> Reads like the schematics of a um, microchip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you as well, Mr. Harrison, for your um, your approach with Councilman Robinson uh, co-authoring. Um, you know, I, I we've talked about this through the years, and you know, if, uh, a couple things come to mind. One, you, you know, I I think it's just a, a knee jerk. I have a knee jerk response where I, I just fundamentally tend not to support limitations on democracy and representation um but you have answered some of these issues with uh, with the the exceptions you provide to to for time critical uh measures. Um, but I guess the real question is and this kind of harkens to what um what council member um, just just mentioned um does anyone know how many major items this council's produced in the last year? i can't think of too many too many is there any data on that
3: i i'll just say that i think just just going off of the flow through the agenda committee the obviously nothing scientific but um i think during the pandemic we sort of had a an unspoken agreement that we were gonna leave uh the city, city manager to address the pandemic so the flow went down, and since that's lifted, I would say that the flow of major items is lower than it was before the pandemic. Mayor, would that, would you? Okay. I mean, if you look at just, for example, our agenda tonight, I think it's the first time in my time on the agenda committee that we actually don't have an action item, either from staff or from the council. So I think people are being more um I don't know, uh, restrained.
8: Yeah, that's, that was my my anecdotal um, observation as well. It seems like, it, we, you know, we, we understand that the staff is overwhelmed. We've lost um, many members of our transportation division. Uh, and so I, I see us just withholding and waiting for things to normalize. Um, I, for one, have taken... Um, much time to work with city staff on major items that are in development, and you know maybe maybe I'll do one this year, um, which should be amazing too. I can't wait to share with you all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. um, you know, but the but the you know the 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 leaning into into legislation that is, and this is what we do. Through the, through the process, through the committee process, which I, I am a fan of. It helps you think it through. Uh, we help others come with their with arms. Their we lend our expertise and our group knowledge and we help their authors refine their work. And you notice that we help them simplify their work. And so I think this measure here we're talking about tonight, these prioritizations, um, they kind of need the same process. They need to become simplified. This is just too complex. Um, there's a, a more elegant way to do this particularly in light of the fact that um, the council appears to be responsive to the needs of the of the of the bureaucracy, but not giving anything to them to do. Um, so it just seems like it, we may not need to overlay this much bureaucratic um, complexity to something that's not existing right now. Um, and with the and also another question, does this does this um, keep the R O V process as well or does this supplant it?
1: It's
3: an open question. Do you want me to respond? I think the idea was that um, when you don't have a big backlog of, of old items that haven't been implemented and you have a, a restricted flow basically more based on quality than on um, quotas by, by by raising our standards, the idea would be that less would be going forward. Um, then the prioritization becomes much easier. You're not prioritizing 100 items. Maybe you're prioritizing 15 or 20, and maybe you use RRV, or maybe there's another process. It definitely did not recommend getting rid of it, but the idea was that it would essentially become largely moot.
8: Mm. Because I can imagine if if under this this proposal, uh, you have to wait uh 16 months to submit something then you get rv to the bottom of the list you've effectively denied the 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 residents who pay exorbitant property taxes and exorbitant rents their opportunity to have something they care about um seen by the council because mm-hmm. before the next <laughs> but time it's up that person's out of office it's it's, go, it's over now they're talking seven years later <laughs> and trust me i've lived through seven year cycles of legislation and uh, it takes diligence to see it through um so I, I, I again i don't think i don't see the the need to keep adding so much time and distance between people and their aspirations um and then the co-sponsors measure um yeah i'm glad council robinson brought it up i also think it's i think it's important for for colleagues and council members to to think through the strategies and you know it's a part of the key to success you know, newer council members come on and they team up with others and they figure out how to win the right combinations. I think it's a good a good proving ground for legislation because at the end of the day, um, the author's goal is to get it passed on behalf of the constituents who requested it of them or would benefit from them. Um so I don't I think we need to ban their ability to to strategize, essentially. Right. Um and get help too. Right. Um and then lastly the i do support uh attacking the backlog queue um special topic number 4 i think that's that's important um sitting on this um this deep bench of, uh, of materials that's rapidly turning uh, from coal into diamonds as it sits under <laughs> under, <laughs> under the tectonic pressure of uh, of bureaucratic time right yes absolutely i think that's important we should um go through this and get these things dealt with um those are my points that's all but i think ultimately i i don't think any of this is necessary Councilmember
1: harrison again
4: no i just want to answer um bartlett's pro- question about my proposal does not get rid of our rv it's still there because i don't think we should be doing it at the committee level thank you
1: okay thank you are there any other city council members have any comments at this time uh, council member one your hands.
7: Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to say that, um, y- you know, the staff isn't just working on our items. I mean, they have to work on all kinds of other stuff as well, and they have. Partners, the school board, the rent board, you know, all of these state agencies that they have to work with. So I, I think. We're, we're being a little um, nearsighted when we think that staff only works with our items. I think their workload is is huge and we're only thinking of a little part of it. So maybe it would be actually helpful for us to know more about what the demands are on the departments from all of our um, partnering agencies um, so that we would have a better a better understanding and a better perspective on the workload.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So following up on that point, um, I recall, I think it was the last biennial budget process. We got a pretty comprehensive list of outstanding council referrals that had not been prioritized, I believe. And we do get sort of status updates from the city manager on the implementation of council referrals short-term and long-term. And we have that database Um, But I do think, you know, at at some point, you know, probably leading up to the next budget development, I think going over that list again would be helpful because some things may be obsolete, some things may be redundant. I seem to recall there are multiple referrals about ADU policy or housing policy, um, multiple fire safety recommendations, and – you know we may we may be able to find a way to kind of consolidate or eliminate redundant or obsolete council referrals so that we can really focus on the things that we think are more relevant um and uh we want to have staff dedicate time to address so I, I, and I, and I hear that as an overarching area of agreement amongst the council that we need to look at dealing with the quote backlog so i i hope that we can um Uh, Whether it's through some new process or just leading up to the budget adoption, we can uh, do that. Um, I thought that was very helpful. So um, maybe in alignment with the RRV process, that may be one way to do it before the RRV process. I'm sure the administration would appreciate if we can also clarify and reduce the, um, the outstanding number of items. So... With that, why don't we proceed to public comment? Is there any member of the public here in the boardroom at 1231 Addison that'd like to speak to um, the item on our 4 p.m. special uh, city council meeting agenda, the city council legislative systems redesign? Yes, Ms. Morosvick. Okay, thank you. Uh, so I I attended the June
9: 29th uh, retreat and I heard the, the city manager's frustration and totally understood it, how there were too many items that, uh, were possible for staff to possibly implement properly and it seemed as if some items could be consolidated as the mayor just mentioned and some could be folded into one another now I understand that that's changed that there aren't as many items coming before Council, but there are still those outstanding items that are out there. there is a need for time critical items for obvious reasons. State laws change, federal laws change, and funding changes that comes in, and so you're going to have to have uh, time critical items that cannot be limited uh, in number if they are genuinely time critical items. There is a need to work with commissions. Not only has to referrals to them, but also referrals from them Um, now this is perhaps a separate item but I believe it's important to have transparency to the public so that the public needs to see what staff is doing uh, or rather what council is doing but also actually what staff is doing in terms of implementation of the items that pass before you Uh, I'm going to raise that the agenda um, homeless commission brought an item before the agenda committee that in that was passed in early 2020 and it somehow uh, state at the agenda committee level and that was that all the commission recommendations from various commissions be compiled online and in a binder so they could be tracked how they go to council and uh, and also in terms of implementation and this is important not only for information sharing between commissions but also for council to know what commissions is doing for staff to follow it and also for transparency to the public and I hope that this is acted on um, Ed is going to give me uh, his his minutes okay. two minutes uh, right thank you um so uh, let me give you an example how difficult it is to research an item, and I think the same thing happens with council items. That again, there has to be this transparency to the public. So, on the commission of status of women, I want to research what had happened with previous items that I would not have even known these items existed, except I've been attending council meetings generally for about the last 17 years. So I recall back recalled something about small businesses and women. I recalled that that passed before council uh, several years ago. I recalled that over 10 years ago, there was something on sex trafficking that came from the commission status of women. I wouldn't have even known about that had I not attended those items. So I went to the city clerk's office who is excellent at doing the research, I, but I, I had to, keep, am very responsive, but had to keep going back and saying, but what happened to that? What happened to that after that? Where is it sitting? Did it just die? Um, and I think it's really important that we have this information again for commissions, for council, for staff, And for the public, we have to be transparent about what happens. Thank you.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Are there any other members of the public here in the boardroom at 1231 Addison like to speak to item one, the city council legislative systems redesign? Okay. um, I'll ask, are there any speakers on Zoom? Please raise your hand. Uh, Money Law.
10: Good evening, Mayor and Council and community. Um, I'm just very thankful for everyone's hard work and to my council member, um, Kate Harrison, and others who made proposed amendments. And I understand this is going back to the agenda committee for review. I just wanted to make a quick reflection on the importance of the openness of continued democracy, and I appreciate Council Member um, Ben Bartlett's comment about not distancing the people from the process and to ensure this open space for our aspirations to grow and with that in mind i'm thinking of the mayor's fair and impartial policing work group that i'm thankful again for the mayor to have appointed me to that and then all the work the people on the reimagining task force put together for constructive ideas policies and programs to prevent violence and to keep us safe in all ways from education Economic security and um, police accountability. And all of those proposals are important and time sensitive and shouldn't be constrained or pushed out to a year later or a year and a half later. So time lost is justice and good policy and basic Governance is delayed, and so we really have a beautiful community in Berkeley. I don't want it to be diced up and chewed and put to the side and into too many bits and pieces. We should have a holistic, constructive process that is open and, as others have said, transparent and available. Um, finally, I do want to um, kind of say that with regard to budgets and all the other things that Ms. Mosserick just said, uh, she would also point out to the budget and the financing issues that come up. And finally, um, There are so many things that we had in Exhibit D, it was called. It was part of the city manager's attachment, as I recall, of the things that had not been completed. I think we could have continued to chisel on that, and I believe it is still being worked on, I hope, because there are a number of important parts of our governance and community activities that need to be completed in that Exhibit D, as I believe it was referenced for all of the backup work that needed to be done still. So I hope, as a city worker myself, we do work hard, but we also wanna make the best city that we can. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much. Are there any other members of the public on Zoom who'd like to speak to item one, the city council legislative systems redesign? Any other members of the public? This is the last call. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'll close public and colleagues. Um, I'll ask, are there any additional questions or comments? Councilor Kisawani.
0: Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. and uh, Thank you, uh, Councilmember Hahn, for your proposal, and Councilmembers um, Harrison, Robinson, and Taplin for your um, proposal as well. I did want to just turn to the city manager, because I, I was looking back at the auditor's report on staffing, in which she did note workload issues um, driven in part by council items, but also by um, understaffing and vacancies as well. And so I, I wanted to ask the city manager from where you sit today, um, could you help us just hone in on um, what you see as as the major problems in terms of managing workload as it relates to what is being received by council?
6: Thank you, Councilmember Um, there are, there are a number of things that influence how quickly we can implement turnaround legislation and, and product. Um, there are lots of things. But I think hallmark to what we do here at the city is the fact that we want to be thoughtful about the work that we're doing for you all and for the community. So there's a big community piece that's there for us as well. Um, I think that drives a lot of, of, of what we do is um, in terms of staff and how we process um, information and gather information. Staffing, we are in a staffing crisis. We've known that for quite some time. That has, We are chipping away at it. We're doing very well in, in chipping away at getting new hires on board, um, addressing issues where we have very difficult to fill positions. We're doing a great job in that regard. When it comes to the number, is it, this is about volume for us, truly. We make our own work too. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit because we developed a strategic plan where departments put in over 30 or 40 types of programs that they wanted to do to improve community service and to work harder, whether that's about how we develop administrative regulations to hire the best employees, to training, to whatever it is. We had our own set of um, Initiatives coming through the strategic plan as well. Then, on top of that, we had referrals. So, we at one point we had over 300 referrals, and I would probably reduce that to about 250 because you know there's things that were overlapping. Now we're down to anywhere from 80 to 90 referrals. I think the other thing that kind of challenged us is that. These things would come in at various times throughout the year and it would be a start stop for us. We would start the work on a project and then we would get two or three new projects that would require us to stop and restart. Mm -hmm. So that created backlog for those that had come in prior as we started lifting up new. Um, And we were unable to shift and be as flexible as we'd like to be in terms of addressing and implementing that policy. Um, While staffing has been an issue for us, I think priorities, knowing what the priorities are for the city, has been something I've been challenged with in trying to address what are our true priorities across the board and how do I get to what's most important to this council first, second, and third so that I have that in my queue. So we've used our RV to try and gather that as a priority base for us to launch and complete initiatives and work. And I think we've done well with that. We've um, we've not always been able to address the number one priority, because again, remember, the year prior, we were working on new initiatives, right? So those are either underway, or not yet started, especially if your department that gets five or 10 different referrals that come to you. Um, so it's not only the amount and numbers, we also get Lots of projects from state agencies, our local partners, our commissions, um, and of course, with policy committees, we're doing work with them as well. Our plates are generally extremely full, but what I think is helpful for us is not going to be the... um, a convoluted or complex process, I agree. I think we don't want to put in some complicated or you know process that's going to, to render us um, paralyzed in terms of moving initiatives. I'm not saying that any of these are doing that, but my point is, is that we don't wanna to put too much in there. What would be helpful for me as a city manager, which I've shared before, is having some core priorities. Everything can't be an emergency or at the same level of priority as um they, they all can not have equal priority for us right mm-hmm. because and we don't want to shift every time there's a new thing that comes in but we're shifting and we put something on the back burner we start anew what's helpful for me is if we truly have a process where we can lean in and say you've got these 30 major initiatives or, or things you're working on these 20 we want you to put on hold so that you can get these done and then come back to these. So we know what we're putting on hold. We know what's being stopped or yielded right now. We just try to pick at all of them and we never get all of them done. So it would be good to know if we could have a process that would allow us to come to you all and say, Hey, we've got this six that you've already given us to work on. We need to move this five to the back burner. That's helpful to us so that Expectations for the community and expectations for council and staff are clear. So whenever we have new things that are going to impact old things, we need to put something on hold. And I think a clear process to do so would be helpful. Um, Um, I think the complexity of the work that we do is sometimes not seen. Um, the work that comes from not only the council, but our departments as well, our commissions and partners out there, state agencies, that work is complicated, detailed, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. So as we're trying to challenge our way through all of that, it takes time. Um, so to me, those are all the things that kind of impact this work and the work um, load um, from me as city manager. Thank you for giving me a moment to say all of that. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, Thank you, uh, Madam City Manager. I I do appreciate um, hearing that. And I I think it's not always clear to me and perhaps not to my colleagues, you know, what exactly um, is on your plate. And I do know just, I know some of my colleagues talked about some examples. I was thinking about our accessory dwelling unit ordinance the other night. You know, we did add two referrals to it. And part of what I understood from our planning director was, You know, doing that survey, you know, that's additional staff time potentially, maybe not so much if we can use publicly available data. And I was thinking about our state mandates as it relates to the housing element and deadlines that we have to attempt to live up to. And so I I think that's an example where, you know, we have given more referrals now uh, to that department, um, but that doesn't take away. The state mandates and and things that are currently in process um that have to be completed so um i i hope that i i know our agenda committee is going to take this back and and solve it all um in the next meeting probably um in short order so um so in any case i so i just want to thank, thank those who have thought about this and and um yeah i i, I do i i, I just want to say generally i'm a little bit concerned about a lengthy bureaucratic process, um, but I, I do think we have to give our city staff clear priorities um, that are achievable. So that means it, there does have to be some kind of limit to it um, that we do have to think about. And and I I think the biggest concern that I have as a member of this body is when um, we get. A large new program that the city has never done before, um, that would require, you know, new staff, um, new significant budget on an ongoing basis. You know, those are the things that, um, you know, I, I just want us to be aware of those commitments when we make them because um, those are things we have to, you know, plan for on an ongoing basis, and so there's some way, um, you know, if, if we are going to take those things on, we do have to think about, well, what are we not going to do? And and in some cases, you know, I think about departments like HHCS, Housing, Health and Community Services, a lot of what they do is mandated. You know, these are, these are required programs that we are administering. You know, we run a public health department, we have a mental health division, we have to run these programs. And so, um, you know, we have to... Um, Figure out what does it mean when we give that department a whole new program to um, lift up and, and how is that going to happen um, with the staffing situation that we're in? And, and um, you know, I, I think it, it may be a new normal because I'm hearing a lot about a lot of government agencies that have high vacancy and, um, you know, it, it's just it's it's a challenge because all of these entities are recruiting and um, it, it's it's a challenging labor labor situation right now. So so in any case, I will just leave it at that and, and, and thank everyone again for their contributions to this item. Thank you.
1: Councilor Harrison, then I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah, just
0: really briefly, I think, Madam City Manager, that was very helpful.
4: I think we institute the RRV to do exactly what you're talking about, and what I would love for you to do is discuss with the Agenda Committee why that doesn't function that way, because I thought that's why we had it, and that's why I don't want to get rid of it. So there's obviously something missing in there that we really need to to deal with. And I just wanted to make sure all of us recognize there's something not quite right about the RRV, and it's not getting the city manager what she needs. So however we can get that resolved would be great. Thank you.
1: Okay. Um, thank you very much. I think this was a good discussion. I appreciate we had this forum to hear everyone's input. Um, so we'll take all this feedback back to the committee and Try to see, you know, identify the areas where there's consensus. I think once again, first and foremost, I heard consensus that staff input into the the, the process of drafting legislation is important earlier in the process. I think everyone's in agreement on that. Um, that we need to develop some clear criterion for determining what is a major item. Um, I think, and the city manager actually provided some suggested um, uh, uh, language for a definition uh cannot be operationalized over time with existing resources, not implementable with existing resources, additional new FTE are needed, additional new infrastructure technology costs. So some metric by which, you know, this just can't be absorbed through existing F- resources that we need to dedicate new resources to do it. And that's not a problem. Um, and I have to say that, you know, this we're Berkeley. You know, we are always at the cutting edge. Yes, we have to provide baseline services, but we also are really at the forefront of innovative public policy. And we're responding to, uh, to large macro issues that are facing this country and this in this region, and that we're responding to And I'm proud of the progress that we're making in Berkeley to address our housing crisis, homelessness, public safety, um, and, and modeling best practices that other cities can follow in the state. Um, and that does mean that we have to think outside the box and do new things um, and take on new new levels of responsibility and adapt and evolve in the way that we serve our community. And I think we've done that. Admittedly, it's been challenging because there's, on, there's only so many staff, there's only so much, so much money in our city budget. And so having a clear process, having a way for us to prioritize, I think is important, but also making sure that we have flexibility to be able to be responsive to what's happening in our community and what our community wants. Um, I think that's what the people of Berkeley want from us. Um, going back to, uh, a few other things, um, we need to deal with the backlog. Um, uh, I think as we go back to the agenda committee, definitely love to hear more from the city manager and city clerk and other staff about your, um, your, your thoughts, um, taking all this input into consideration. And we'll try to summarize the feedback in, in a set of notes to the committee they'll be in the, in the packet. Um, uh, so I, I think there's areas of, of agreement, um, looking at using a, a template with more requiring more specific information about uh, what should be in an item to make sure that we have all the relevant information, we make a decision, um, that uh, we should try to align it with the budget process. We need to figure out the timing of that. Is it one timeline? Is it a rolling timeline? What's the timeline for when things need to, where the inputs are coming in and the outputs are coming out? Um, And really sort of helping strengthen the role of the policy committees to review items is one thing I've heard as well. Um, And making sure that we have city attorney review and that we're able to have things come out of the process in order for us to budget for them and implement them. So I think we have some commonality from all the feedback that we've gotten, and we'll try to try to consolidate this input and come back with a framework for the council to consider. We do need to move on. We're well past due our our uh, six o'clock meeting, unless it's critical. Um, I'd like to wrap up the discussion. Thank you all for coming tonight. Thank you for your comments. I'll make a motion to adjourn the 4 p.m. meeting. Second. If we can please call the roll.
8: Council Member Kisarwani?
0: Yes.
2: Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett. Yes. Harrison. Yes. On.
10: Yes. Wengraf. Yes. Robinson. Yes. Humbert. Yes. And Mayor Aragui. Yes.